Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellard from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Mr. Tim Jordan. Tim, it's awesome to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate being here. Yeah. Hey, so for, for those, I'm sure many are very familiar with you, but for those who aren't familiar with you, I always like to do a quick background, how you got in the space. I know you've got a good story and <laughs> could probably go many different spots, but give us a quick background on how you got in the space, what you're up to now. Yeah, the, the quick background is I was a firefighter and medic and just trying to scratch the entrepreneurial itch that I had with several different business types and different ventures that somewhat well, some didn't. But I accidentally found this crazy thing called Amazon in about 2015. And I had some pretty quick success there. Uh, started a shipping logistics and sourcing business shortly after that. Uh, still as a part, uh, like a third part-time hustle. And in doing that, I started doing content to market that business. So I kind of got in the content track and I was trying to, to learn something new. And what was interesting is I started getting to go to these conferences and meet people, right? These Amazon seller meetups, these Amazon conferences, these trade shows. And I started building a network of people I knew that were way smarter than me. And that kind of elevated my skills in e-commerce and, and specifically in like Amazon private label in about 2018 or 19, I really hit my stride. I had multiple brands that I had built and was running successfully. I exited two of those in 2019. And then I started working uh, on building new brands, but also working as a consultant for several of the service providers in the space, whether it be agencies or logistics companies or fintech companies. And what I was doing was helping them figure out product roadmaps. I was helping them figure out go-to-market strategies and help them you know, understand who the different Amazon seller types are, things like that. Well, what all of this did is it gave me a crazy like bird's eye view on the industry that I accidentally was able to see by working with the service providers and seeing all the data, you know, what works for sellers by helping with sourcing and shipping and logistics. I could see what containers of stuff move fast and what didn't move fast. And then I started building out content to teach people that, you know, to market my own business and started creating some pretty crazy philosophies on private label and keywords and how to rank and things like that. About a year ago, uh, almost exactly a year ago, I started a full-time position with Carbon6. And for a year, I was the chief strategy officer. And then the other guys there became as proficient in Amazon as I was. And I just recently swapped over to chief community officer. And my objective now is to, um, I don't know, advocate for the community of sellers, communities of partners, and make sure that everything Carbon6 is doing within the industry, you know, benefits them first and foremost. So done kind of a lot to land here. I don't know how it happened, but uh, <laughs> it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it's always fun talking to different folks in the space. Like, you know, for me, I'm a chemical engineer. I was going from project management and working in refineries and everything. But yeah, kind of the same story. Like I'd always be tinkering on the side. Like my first business actually needed a firefighter. It was this, uh, it was this temperature controller for brewing, uh, doing all grain brewing and so okay. you could have the water flowing through it and we were getting this product put together it was sweet and then we said hey what happens if it gets plugged off plugged off the flow and within a minute was on fire <laughs> so that business literally went up in flames never sold any but you learn some different aspects through each each thing that you try so i love yep. the tinkering also love the perspective on 
helping people after you've gone through, you've built up your own brands, you're teaching what you've done, which I feel like is a really cool perspective to take. Yeah, I started as an Amazon seller. That's how I got in the advertising side. So love that perspective. And I was really excited to have you on the podcast just because you get a good bird's eye view, especially with all the conferences and all the different events and all the people you talk to that are out there. So yeah. Yeah, blessed to be here in this position. So anything I can do to help, you know, I'm willing and ready. Yeah. (laughs) So one thing I've seen you focus on quite a bit, especially coming into Q4 and just in general, is this focus on external traffic and just kind of thinking outside the box and outside the bounds of just, say, like the Amazon ecosystem or the Walmart ecosystem. So I wanted to get your take on external traffic. And for those who are looking to go outside of the, you know, the general, all right, let's do PPC and let's optimize our listings. Like if people are looking to drive external traffic where should they start what should they look at how do you track it kind of walk us through that whole process and i'd actually back up from that i wouldn't say it's necessarily for people that want to to move beyond ppc i'd say it's for anybody that wants to grow their business right the ultimate goal that all of us have selling on a marketplace which is just a big search engine is getting organic ranking and organic positioning for the keywords that we want to focus on Right, so every product, we don't sell products, by the way, we sell keywords. And every product can be identified by or associated with dozens and dozens of keywords. So we don't just need to rank a product, we need to rank our product on dozens of different keywords, right? And to do that, we need to bring traffic to our listings, we need to have a high conversion rate, meaning we need to have really relevant traffic, not just everybody, right? we need to make sure that we're optimized, that Amazon or Walmart knows what we have, all those things. And for a long time, the best white hat way of doing that was through Amazon PPC. But it's gotten really competitive. That's why we need companies like AdAdvance that can that can optimize that for us and, you know, make it attainable as opposed to just spending a lot of money and not getting, you know, much lift. So for a long time, we had these ranking services and we had um, methods where you could do, you know, the the rebates for free products yep. and things like that. Then we had search, find, buy, and all of that went down the tube. Amazon figured out how to shut all of that down. And we were stuck with basically good optimization. We were stuck with Amazon PPC, which, like I said, has gotten more competitive and more expensive, especially for specific keywords. So Amazon did something crazy. I think it was two years ago now, although it happened a little bit quietly. They started offering what they called the brand referral bonus. And the first time I heard about this, I thought it was a mistake. Amazon literally said, if you can bring external traffic to Amazon, we're going to give you a 10% rebate. I thought that's weird. You know, they charge us 15% FBA fee. They're giving us two-thirds of that FBA fee back for bringing external traffic. But I couldn't wrap my head around how on earth we were going to bring external traffic or track external traffic and with the brand referral bonus came the launch of this thing called attribution amazon attribution now most of us know how affiliate programs work right the uh let's just talk about amazon associates if you go to youtube and you type in your niche if you sell makeup and you type women's makeup amzn.to that's the slug that's in all of the, the affiliate links, Amazon to you. Well, then all the results that you get on YouTube are going to be affiliates for Amazon. And they're going to have a link. They're going to say, hey, if you want to buy this product on Amazon, go down on my product description and you'll see a link for this. Well, that link is unique to that content creator. It goes straight to the listing. You can see that that link and that slug up in the, the search bar of whatever browser you're using once you land on Amazon. 
and if a purchase is made, Amazon has attributed that purchase to that affiliate. Well, they've had this for years. What they didn't have was an attribution tracking system for us as sellers. So we as Amazon sellers have thought for a long time about organic uh, content. We've thought about blogs. We've thought about these things. But we couldn't really figure out how to get an ROI on that because we couldn't figure out how to track an ROI on that. We couldn't figure out, hey, if I hired an influencer to talk about my product and say, hey, go to Amazon and buy this, we had no clue how much traffic was coming. Sure. Right now with Amazon attribution, you could do that. And with a brand referral bonus, they were essentially subsidizing our ability to afford those things. Right. Yeah. And what we've seen, uh, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people that are way smarter than me as far as ranking. What we're seeing is that external traffic right now seems to be the most effective ranking juice for Amazon listings and with specific keywords. Like Amazon is completely giving you mountains of credit. Now it makes sense, right? Amazon wants to take over the world and become the marketplace. They want to compete with Google marketplace. They want to compete with Walmart and uh, Instagram marketplace and all those others, right? They want to compete with the large retailers, the Home Depots, the Kohl's, the, the Albertsons that have online marketplaces now, right? So they want to have all of us, these sellers, these millions of Amazon advocates, intentionally driving traffic to Amazon and they're rewarding us with the 10% brand referral bonus. Sure. Well, I'd say subsidizing and they're really rewarding us with organic rank, which is like the Holy grail of selling on Amazon because it becomes free traffic. Yeah. For, so Tim, for those who, who look at this and they say, all right, I've got external traffic and so I can own where that's going to go. I get a lot of pushback, and we can kind of talk through conversion rates and how these all tie in, but I get a lot of pushback on why would I send that traffic back to Amazon, where I could send it to my personal page, and now you know, I've got that customer information, I've just got more control overall. Why would they send it back to Amazon? Because Amazon has 300 million shoppers. Sure. That's why. So yes, I can send traffic to a Shopify site, and I can save my 15% FBA fees but I have my own shipping costs. And I'm not saying we shouldn't run our own websites. I'm just saying specifically this question, why, why might we drive that traffic to Amazon as opposed to somewhere else? We have our own shipping costs. It costs me more to ship a product from a Shopify sale than it does an Amazon sale, right? So it's not just 15% or nothing, right? There, there, there's still an added cost there to ship through Shopify. But the main thing is with those 300 million buyers on Amazon, if we can invest in our product and in our listing ranking on specific keywords, then we get free sales. So if I'm in a competitive niche and I'm on page nine for most of the keywords, relevant keywords to my product, I'm not getting free sales. I'm having to basically buy every sale through PPC, right? Yep. But if I can invest and I can bring in 50 or 100 conversions from external sources, and now Amazon's ranking me on page one, well, then I might have quintupled or, you know, 10x my purchases just from organic views, which I don't have to pay extra for. Sure. Right. I pay my 15 percent and my FBA fees and that's it. So think of external traffic as uh, as a resource, as, as a resource that we can use to invest in organic ranking so that we get free sales on the back end. That's why Amazon used to talk about ACOS and now they talk about tacos. Yeah. Right. You can actually formulate a cost and an ROI of your external traffic, right? So let's say, for example, I've got a $50 product and I'm only converting a fifth of my sales saying from Google over there, right? 
So my $50 product with a $5 click, all right? For every five clicks, $25, I sell a $50 product, which is pretty good, right? Well, I'm also getting $5 back for my brand referral bonus. But is the ROI on that huge? What if the conversion rate's only 1%? Sure. You know, I'm spending a ton of money for one sale. But if I can then turn that into organic ranking that gets me 100 sales a month for free that I wasn't getting, well, then you actually take that $100 plus the converted ones from your external traffic, and then you roll that into, you know, your external advertising costs, and it can become, and add in the, the brand referral bonus, it can become actually your most uh, efficient and highest ROI source of traffic in your entire playbook. Yep. Yep. Right, but you have to think about the big picture. You can't think about the small picture. Exactly. Yeah, and I love the perspective too, taking the organic traffic into account because you, you can just do the math and you can I can look at all right conversion rate with my direct to consumer website versus Amazon, and I take my margins into account. You got to make sure you take the brand referral bonus, incorporate that in. Usually the conversion rate is so much better on Amazon just because they have 300 million shoppers with their information there. They've already built up the trust and the credibility. They have trust. Everybody knows you get the product. You can return it back. You get great shipping speeds. Like the world has become accustomed to Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've just gone through the pain of like, I bought this one product. It didn't sell on Amazon and now going through the return process. Like I forgot what that feels like, honestly, <laughs> and, and it doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> and so yep. th that's the big thing is like once you incorporate in the conversion rate difference, like, yes, some people just do not like giving their shoppers or their information to Amazon, like sending their customers over there. But when you incorporate that in, there can be huge benefits. And now you take other external benefits like organic ranking into account where now you're driving a bunch more free traffic to your site. It can just kind of add on top of itself. Yeah. And if, if your goal is to build an e-commerce brand, I tell people to stop thinking of yourselves as an Amazon seller. Be an e-commerce seller that uses Amazon. Sure. And look at all of the different options for where you're going to send your traffic and where you're going to sell your products. And right now, when you look at especially the way privacy policies have impacted the way that we can track customers on our own D2C sites, Amazon just seems to be the safe bet. Like Amazon, we know it gets conversions. You're investing for ranking. You've got the customer trust. I'm not saying you shouldn't build a website, but if you want to make money in Q4, I think that investing that effort into Amazon is going to make you more money than trying to invest it into a website. Sure. Now, the website you can you can do other things with, right? You can offer higher affiliate incentives for influencer marketing, you know, because you control your own. In but that's that's like a big lift. Like just what I mentioned sounds good, but that's a huge infrastructure build out that most people don't have the time for. They don't have the resources for. Right. So definitely some benefits. But for most, quote unquote, Amazon sellers, um, Amazon is the easiest way to make money with your physical product. So just overinvest in that. Yeah, yeah. And there's been other things too, like, you know, add to carts. We used to not be able to target them. Now we can use Amazon's DSP to like drive people back. If people added to cart, there's specific deals you can now run for people who have added to cart. So we're continuing to get more tools too, because that was always one of the other drawbacks. You have more control on your website itself. But now as we get more tools to drive to that conversion, it makes it even harder to make the case against it. Yeah, and Amazon has gotten so good at their advertising platform and the way that they allow us to target folks that, um, I mean, they're even bringing in non-endemic advertising. Yep. Right, like they're just so stinky good. They're like, we'll, we'll sell anything, yeah. right, which is interesting. And they wouldn't be doing that if they hadn't proved out a model that works. 
I was recently on the phone with an Amazon employee. She's the director of a new program that's uh, coming out, or it's, it's been released. It's called Emerald. It's been released to, to some uh, third-party providers. It allows software data to be shown within the Seller Central dashboard. So if you're using a third-party service that's part of the Emerald program, then then you open up Seller Central dashboard and you've got data from that software within there. Oh, sure. Or notifications or something, which is really cool. Yeah. But she was explaining this flywheel. Now, everybody has heard about the Jeff Bezos flywheel. If you have more buyers, you get more sellers, you get more products which compete for lower price, which brings more buyers, which brings more, you know, we know that flywheel. Yeah. She said there's a separate flywheel. And that flywheel is third-party service providers. And she said that it's coached sellers, it's recruited sellers, it's made sellers more efficient, it's created uh, more opportunities for specific services to be created. Like in the logistics world, we see Amazon specifically, which makes it easier for sellers, which makes sellers more money, which means there's going to be, you know, all of that. And when we look at at, at that flywheel, um, it's interesting to note that they are trusting us to help build Amazon. Sure. Right? And if they're trusting us, then they must know that we know something that they don't. They must know that we are better at external traffic than they are. Sure. We're better at running ads than they are. So even opening up like this non-endemic stuff um, to third-party advertisers just shows me that they want to partner closer with sellers, but they also know they need to do that through third-party services, third-party softwares, third-party agencies, because we're the best in the world. And that gives us a pretty cool opportunity because then we can work with them on programs like the brand referral bonus. You know, when they rolled out the brand referral bonus and attribution, they didn't just roll it out to sellers. They rolled it out first to agencies and software companies because they knew that we would hone it in and we would take it to market and we could facilitate those things better than anybody else in the world could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same with like the API first rollouts, especially on the advertising yep. side. Like we're the folks who's getting access to it first. Uh, we can pre- be pretty vocal on our feedback <laughs> in both the yep. positive and negative way. But yep. yeah, I, I think it really helps translate the voice of the e-commerce seller that's out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for external traffic. Um, I mean, we we have traffic coming from many different sources that will track through attribution all the way from different advertising channels to social media platforms to mailing lists. Like what's some key ways that you've seen that have worked for e-commerce brands? I think that every way works. It's just which way works easiest and which way is out of the most effective. And I would say that the easiest for most people are things like Google and influencers, right? Google, you can just run basically sponsored ads using the same keywords that you want to focus on with Amazon and you know you're getting relevant audience. Influencers are the same. You basically just work with an influencer within your audience and let them do most of the work driving that traffic. A lot of people are excited about things like creating their own organic traffic, which takes a lot, whether it's social media, whether it's blogs, become their own influencer for their own product, that type of thing. But also running ads on Meta, the Meta platforms, running ads on TikTok. Most of us that are Amazon sellers, quote unquote, are not experts in creating that content. So there's like another barrier of entry, which is getting that that content created. I will say there's an awesome service out there called Repurpose House that is creating that content for people now, which is pretty cool because it takes your existing listings and makes review videos and stuff like that. So we're starting to see some services start to ramp up for that. But with Google, it's fairly straightforward. And with uh, influencers, it's fairly straightforward. But I will say that 
the biggest mistake people make with both of those is not paying attention to relevancy. Sure. Right? If I'm selling a woman's curling iron, or look, I shouldn't say woman's because guys use them too, but a curling iron, right? It, it stands to reason that more of the curling irons are going to be purchased by females than males. Sure. Right? So when I'm running my ads, if I'm just running this to everybody of every demographic, it's probably not super relevant, right? It, it, we're going to get weird clicks that aren't going to convert nearly as, as high. If I'm selling a specific type of outdoor lawn and garden accessory, right? A gardening accessory. If I find an influencer that's really big into like outdoor family time, it, it's not very relevant. Like I want to find someone that's very specific to gardening, right? These micro and nano influencers because we know that their audience is more relevant. So it's not about just having the biggest audience or getting the most number of impressions or clicks on these Google ads. It's about finding that super, super relevant audience or that super, super relevant targeted uh, avatar within those Google ads, <clears throat> which is going to have that higher conversion rate. It's going to cost us less, but also Amazon's going to see that a higher percentage of the people that land on your listing and purchase, you know, should indicate that they should rank us higher for those same keywords. Sure. Right. So some mistakes to make. So yeah, to, to summarize what you asked, I think that the easiest way to drive traffic right now externally is through Google ads and through influencers. And then the other ones are not necessarily complicated. They're just complex. There's just more moving parts you have to take into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like some simple, simple applications that we've seen using Google ads. So say for the curling iron example, um, there's many people who go into Google and they will search curling iron Amazon, which means they want to go to Amazon to purchase their curling irons. And so they can click that first blue link that would show up and it would be the search results in Amazon. Or we can run an ad and then take them directly to the product detail page that we're looking to advertise for. And so you get highly relevant traffic coming in for somebody who wants to purchase on Amazon. And so you get this nice relevant traffic that comes in and with the brand referral bonus and the conversion rate bonuses and everything else like that, instead of you being a list of Amazon search results, it can take you directly to the product detail page. So, you and know, people just are actually adding in the there. word Amazon to their searches. I've never, I didn't know that. Yeah. Th there's so many people that will search for, they will type in the product and then they will put Amazon and it will, cause wow. they want to get directed to Amazon, but they don't type in amazon.com first. They just go right to the Google Chrome search bar. That makes so much sense. I've never even considered that. I do it myself and I've never considered that for my Google ad. So thank you. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nice little hack and it's not a huge amount of traffic, but the traffic that's there, you got this, the channel and now you can be the first one that shows up, which is kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, we, we partner with you guys on Carbon 6. Uh, we use seller investigators to help our clients get some, find some nice refunds. Just want to get your perspective on the Carbon 6 side, anything that's coming up, anything you're really excited about, uh, things that you're hearing, feedback that you're hearing from uh, different e-commerce brands. So... Carbon Six, you know, has a lot of tools, a lot of resources, a lot of solutions. Uh, most people listening are probably somewhat familiar with Carbon Six, so I'll, I'll skip a little bit of uh, the background. But two really exciting things that are coming out—you mentioned it already—was seller investigators with reimbursements. We've just released a new type of recovery service, and that is for uh, buyer returns. Right. So let's say a buyer goes to return a product, they get reimbursed for it, that goes against your account, and then the product never shows up at Amazon. 
or someone ships back something that's already been used, right? And it can't be added back in your inventory. Or they buy, you know, the newest version of an iPhone case and they send back an old version, right? Those things are now being counted too. So right now, sell investigators in the reimbursement game has more types of reimbursements and, and highest recovery percentages in the industry, which is really cool. And, and we love being able to partner with AdAdvance on that the way that we do. The other thing that's really cool talking about external traffic is our tool PixelMe. PixelMe is an external traffic, I don't know, just game-changing thing, right? I don't even know how to describe how good it is. Um, it is a tool that we purchased. It was originally a D2C tool, and then we added in all this amazing stuff and focused it heavily on Amazon. And the data that we're getting back from the campaign talking about external traffic is ridiculous. Like we've been talking about external traffic and how good it is. Uh, I wish I could pull up some screenshots of some of the case studies that we've done where people are ranking really high and they're actually achieving what we call infinite ROAS, meaning the cost of their conversions, the ad spend that they're that they're placing on Google costs less than the brand referral bonuses that they're getting back from converted purchases. That's so awesome. it's free advertising, which is really, really cool. Now, it's not going to work with a $7 product, but a little more expensive product where you get 3 4 $5 back. Yeah, it works um, as long as you, you have these relevant campaigns, which is really cool. So PixelMe is just growing like crazy because everybody's starting to see how effective that is. Um, of course, all of our other tools are constantly getting upgrades, constantly getting new releases. Anybody that hasn't seen Data Driven, check out Data Driven D8 driven, which is really, really great insights, reporting and analytics. Of course, we've got so stocked and, and just a number of other tools that people are probably familiar with and using. But yeah, the, the new release of the reimbursement types to seller investigators and the new features that we have that we launched with PixelMe, which allowed it to become very effective, exceptionally effective, are pretty big uh, headliners over at Carbon Six. I love it. I love it. And you guys make the rounds on the conferences quite a bit. So if people want to learn more about it, like we, we, we've got Accelerate, we've got Onbox coming up, we're going to Walmart Connect. Like, which conferences are you going to be at? Well, Carbon Six is going to be a lot more than I am. We are we are really dedicated to supporting communities. My role, Chief Community Officer, like we we are focused on supporting communities. And the only way right now that we've found that's the absolute best way to connect with communities is conferences. We sometimes have staff at four or three different conferences at the same time, overlapping. I'm actually at a conference in Denver while we record this. I'm flying straight from here to Barcelona to a big seller uh, event there, from there to Cologne, Germany, where there's another big seller event with like 400 sellers. Uh, over the next five weeks, I'm going to travel to eight different destinations just for conferences. That's awesome. So you can pretty much find us anywhere. Of course, you can go to carbon6.io to the website, or if you're specifically looking for something, track me down on LinkedIn, send me a message, and I can direct you to the right place. Sweet. Sweet. Yep. So for anybody listening, make sure you connect with uh, Mr. Tim Jordan. He's got a wealth of knowledge, and make sure you reach out to if you're at any one of those conferences. You're, you're racking up the frequent flyer miles over there. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I flew around 280,000 miles. And uh, I'll probably match it again this year, especially now with China back open. I'm headed over to Canton Fair and you get a lot of miles there. I'll, I'll have made three trips to Australia by the end of this year. So, no, uh, so yeah, yeah, lots of lots of miles for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Tim, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your insights. Again, make sure you reach out to Tim uh, or Carbon6 uh, to learn more. Tim, really appreciate you joining, man. 
Yeah, appreciate you having me on and appreciate you doing these series. I know these take a lot of work, but I know there's a lot of sellers that get a lot out of this and uh, they wouldn't be getting it if you, if you weren't over-investing in this for the seller. So I appreciate you doing that as well. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And for all those listening to the Ad Project podcast, we really appreciate it. And as always, we'll see you on the next episode. 